All right, a uh, question for the uh, two of you, for Heather and Jackie. Have either of you considered uh, making your own sunscreen at home in your spare time? No way. I no. haven't considered it, but it's, it is something that I would. I've, I've considered what? making my own mouthwash. I've made my own soap for home. Uh, yeah, no, I, Next I, I would. Next is your deodorant. Uh, I have a natural one, though. Me too. <laughs> well, that's what's feeling this uh, sunscreen craze, they say, is that uh, there's such an interest now in natural, organic products, personal care products, that people are going online on uh, sites like a Pinterest and are actually mixing and making their own sunscreen, their own homemade sunscreen. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what they're using. Like, uh, it's got to be, I would think, you know, what would the base be? Like, moisturizer? Yeah, I don't of know. Sort. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. The science behind the chemicals and sunscreen. Yeah, and then you add in what, like, I don't know, this does not sound like a good idea to me at all, but uh, it kind of sounds like people that make their own wine and their own beer as well. Like, there's some things. Is that what you're comparing it to? Well, there (laughs) are some things better left to the professionals, is all I'm saying. It's like, you ever go to somebody's house and say, uh, oh, would you like a glass of wine? It's homemade. And I'm like, "Mm." I don't drink. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have any McManus? You know, people that brew their own beer. I mean, I know that it's a little more. Uh, you be open to trying that though? No, I, I I've had people's. I've, but I've brewed kombucha at home. It's not oh, as good as the would. real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I would rather just a tried and true, like, like what I know, and that it's going to taste good. But having said that, when it comes to blocking UV rays and the dangers of skin cancer, I think I would rather leave that in the hands of the professionals rather than kind of mix it up in the uh, basement at home. But uh, you know what? Let's get Dr. Brett Belchitz in and get his take on this and a few other medical matters. He joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Dr. Belchitz, how are you this afternoon? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. First of all, can you explain for us this phenomenon, if you will, of homemade sunscreen? Do you know exactly how people are going about making their own sunscreen? Well, I think there's a, a large number of, of different formulations that are out there, and they all call for different variations of similar ingredients. So there, there are a number of people that, that are making comments about the fact that coconut oil has natural protection of suns, uh, against the sun built into it, and there are others that look at the ingredients that are actually in many of the sunscreens we have, such as zinc oxide, and, and postulating that they can make their own formulations with zinc oxide and other similar ingredients that are just as effective. And so I, I think this is a classic case of really not understanding the complexity of the ingredients that go into a commercially made product and really believing that if you throw them together yourself, you will see equal effect to what commercial manufacturers have been able to achieve. And and I think really the truth is very, very far from this case. You know, most of these homemade formulations are, are truly uh, ineffective or if they are effective at all, far from as effective as you would need a sunscreen to be to be truly protective. All right, so uh, is this a case of it's better left to the professionals? Just go to the drugstore and get a name brand. Well, there's no doubt of that. I, you know, one thing I can say is that one thing that is very well proven is that going in the sun without adequate protection is incredibly dangerous to our health. The sun is the number one causative factor for melanoma, which is a deadly form of cancer that is untreatable once it's spread. And we absolutely need to protect ourselves. And the minimum number of SPF that we need to protect ourselves effectively is 30. Ideally, you probably even want to go higher than that. And none of these homemade revenues are going to achieve that. And it needs to achieve that against both UVA and UVB radiation. And most of these remedies often will only give you some protection against one of those, not both. So 
overall, you know, I would say if there was no store-bought product that was effective, then I understand making your own homemade remedies, but that's not the case here. We have very good, very safe, very affordable sunscreen in the stores. Just go out and buy it. Yeah, can I just ask you finally before we leave this uh, topic, I remember reading Tom Brady's book uh, a year ago, TB12, and uh, he came under under some criticism and some fire for talking about uh, hydration in replace of a sunscreen. Uh, Can you debunk that or do you know anything about that? I mean, if I'm drinking an adequate enough amount of uh, water, is my skin protected? I don't know about his particular claims, but I can tell you there's absolutely no protection you will get from the sun by drinking water. Uh, When you drink more water, typically the only thing that your body will do is urinate more in order to get rid of that water. You know, know, that's something that will hydrate your kidneys and, and your kidneys will excrete that water in the form of urine. This has nothing to do with the skin, and certainly, you know, even if you are sweating more potentially as a result of being better hydrated, there is nothing protective against the sun in your sweat. So, so, so that is about as false a claim as you can get, and I, I certainly would urge everybody out there to disregard that. You will have zero sun protection if that is a, a path that you follow. All right, let's move off of homemade sunscreen and onto another uh, medical item that made the news over the weekend. Spice Girl Mel B admitted to hospital with uh, what turned out to be, fortunately for her, a temporary uh, blindness. Uh, what do we know about this case, Brett, and just how uh, rare of occurrence is this for somebody to come into an ER, in an emergency room, and just all of a sudden have no sight? So this is a case, and now I don't have this specific medical file, so I am piecing this together from what's available in the news. This is a case of of what they are calling, quote-unquote, eye herpes as the diagnosis. And this is something that actually is not uncommon. Now, just to be clear, this is very different from what we typically think of when we think of herpes. This is not the same as genital herpes. This is a herpes family virus, but usually the most common cause of this is something called herpes zoster, which is a bug that actually causes something called shingles. And usually that's how we get it in our eyes. So I'm sure you've probably heard of shingles, which is a reoccurrence of the chickenpox virus later in life where you get these blistering eruptions in your skin. And unfortunately, one of the terrible things that happens when we see this is when it affects the upper part of our face, which is actually a fairly common part uh, to be affected by this virus, it can get into the eye. And when it gets into the eye, it causes agonizing symptoms in the eye due to alteration that occurs in the eye itself. And this can actually present with serious decreases in vision due to those ulcers that occur on the cornea. So it's something that we always look out for in the hospital. Whenever we see a case of shingles, we will examine the eye under special forms of light to see whether or not there is evidence of herpes virus in the eye or herpes ulceration in the eye. And this is something that does require urgent treatment to prevent more permanent problems as a result of it. Well, I was about to ask that. I mean, if uh, anybody is experiencing any sort of blindness for whatever reason, get to a medical professional right away because the time is of the essence when it comes to your eyesight? Yeah, there's no doubt. If, if you have sudden loss of vision, there are many very serious conditions that can cause this. This is one of them. There are other things like stroke that can cause this. Uh, there are all sorts of eye disorders that are very serious that need to be diagnosed quickly. But what I will say is almost every single cause of sudden blindness is something that does need to be diagnosed and treated quickly in order to save your vision. So that is an emergency symptom. Always go straight to a hospital if you have sudden loss of vision in one or both eyes. Can't be anything I would think of more scarier. I mean, just all of a sudden losing your your eyesight and wondering if it's coming back. Dr. Brett Belchett's for us this afternoon. Doctor, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Have a good day.